listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Likewise, 
Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abram said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went from unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Our thought tonight, looking back from eternity. We have before us tonight an actual account of one looking back from eternity. One who have actually crossed the line of time and heard the great gates of eternity close behind him. One who is in a realm of timelessness where days, months, and years means absolutely nothing. I often compare eternity with unfavorable circumstances here on earth. I said sometime a man might have to do a jail sentence and perhaps five or ten years seemed like a long time. But if he just endures and waits it out, after a while it will all be over. But we sing a song that when we have been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we have no less day to sing God's praise as when we first begun. By the same token, those who are in hell, after a million years, they have no less time to uh, bathe it out in eternal flames as they did when they first began. Can you imagine being in a situation where you don't do your time? Where after a million years, you'll have as much time to do as you did when you began. After year a billion years, you will have not done any portion of your sentence. There won't be no counting of days. After so long, I'm out. After so long, I'm through. But brother, all time as we now know it will have gone into oblivion. You won't need no clocks. You'll need no calendars. You'll need no hourglass there because time will have passed away. May God help us. I was thinking this afternoon that even if Jesus delayed his coming, 50 years from today, most of us will be looking back from eternity. Right now, we're looking forward to eternity. But sooner than most of us are expecting, we'll be looking back from eternity. We'll be looking back. Now, the saying is, and I agree with it, that hindsight is always better than foresight. When we look back and see things that we should have done and could have done 
It'll be a lot easier for you to understand it than it is while I'm preaching it to you. Then you'll be able to see it clearly. All right. I said the rich man saw things when he was in eternity, when it was too late to do anything about it, that he could not be shown before. Doubtless, he had been preached to times and times again. No doubt, he had been witnessed to. God had doubtless dealt with his conscience as he does with all men. But for whatever reason, the rich man deferred to get right with God. He did just like most people are doing today. He put it off for a more convenient time. But just as in most cases, that time when he was to get right with God never came. And now, here it is. See, the devil knows that any reasonable individual will never say, I'm not going to get saved. But they'll say, not now. And he knows if they continue saying, not now, one day, they'll get caught, as it were, in a snare. And they'll wake up on the other side, cursing the day that they were ever born. Amen. You pray with me. Lord, we're preaching our hearts out to you. In some instances, to no avail. Something that you can't see because you don't choose to see. But brother, that man got a long time to look back over life. He got a long time to ponder his mistakes. He got a long time to think about what he could have done and what he should have done. He'll see it would have been better to suffer the burnings of the flesh. Better to suffer reproach. Suffer a few lies told on him. Suffer a few injustices in the home. It would have been better to take it on the chin. To rise up, satisfy his passion, appetite, and animosity. Die and be lost forever. All right, shall we go look for them? Now we're looking forward to the judgment. Then we'll be looking back. As I said, that you'll see things then that you fail, for whatever reason, to see through the message. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we've heard, let that any time we should let them slip. Brother, I guarantee you a good message to this man would have caused him to measure to the very minutest degree. I'll guarantee you. But what he had heard before was to no avail. Amen. The word of God said we ought to give the most earnest heed. Dear one, if we would heed what had been preached to you, there would be no lukewarmness. There would be no toying with the world. There'd be no walking on thin ice. There'd be no playing around with the flesh. Amen. But dear one, in too many instances, people have been hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. You play around with so much, now it don't bother you. We walked on thin ice so many times, now we venture to walk further. But one day, you're going to look back on it. Just as sure as you see me preaching tonight, you're going to hear me preach again, this very sermon. You're going to look back on it. You, you, you remember this? You remember this about 10 million years from tonight? You're going to look back on this sermon. You're going to look back over all of the messages. My sister was digging out some messages. Let me hear them when we preached way back in the, over 10 or 12 years ago. Even before we had our system here. And I was just preaching, going forth. I'd almost forgotten some of the things I preached. Amen. Those bring me some more. Let me hear them. Let me preach to myself a little bit. 
Amen. Encourage myself. Praise our God. Amen. I was just reiterating and listening and being reminded of things I preached 10 years ago. We want some of you going back further than that. Oh, yes, you are. How God spoke to you in services more than 10 years ago. You get this, dear one. See, let me tell you something. Right now, if we preach something that you don't choose to deal with, you can throw it aside on the shelf, you know. That's how I pray about it. You can do whatever you want, and you just get rid of it for the moment. And we're experts at that. But, brother, we relegated to insignificance. We said, well, uh, it's not altogether a pivotal thing, so I'll deal with it later. But, brother, Paul said we ought to take it the most earnest heed to the thing that we hear so that you won't let them slip. Why? Because if you let them slip, you're going to look back from eternity and you'll see what you let slip. You'll see how important it would have been to retain those things once you look back over life. Let me show you something, dear one. You see, we find it convenient to forget what we don't choose to remember. Why? Because we'll have to stay at home and pray and deal with it and work with it and get our consciences right concerning it. But if we just throw it out of our mind and forget it, then we can say, you know, put it on the shelf and feel justified because we, we, we know we've forgotten it. Well, let me tell you something. One day, as sure as I'm standing here, God is going to say, remember. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Many times, we've gotten in meetings and people have said things about us we ought, we, that they shouldn't have said. And maybe some brother would bring another brother and say, you said this and that's about Brother Hampton. I don't remember that. He said, yes, you did. You just said it. Do you remember? You said it. No, I don't remember. Well, see, you can say what you want to say. We can get you in a corner and you don't want to face what you said and you can say, I don't remember it. But brother, when God said remember, you're going to remember it. If God said remember March the 23rd, you're going to remember it. If God said remember December 24th, you're going to remember it. The thing you wish you could forget, you're going to remember. God, can you remember when you involved yourself in that discussion when you knew better? After you heard message after message, God's going to tell you that. You watch what I tell you. Rewind. No, he's going to say it because he said it to this rich man. Remember thou? Remember thou? Amen. My God, help us. You remember, thank God, when you lost your fervor and I tried to show it to you? You remember when I stirred you day after day after day and you just let yourself drift back into lukewarmness because you didn't want to fight? You remember when I picked you up when you were on your way to backsliding, but you wouldn't hold it because you were too concerned about your earthly pursuits? Then you'll drop your head. Too late to drop your head then, children. You remember when I snatched you back times and times again when you were about to put the wrong foot across the line? And you just snatched away and went on across anyway? You remember that? You remember how I stirred you on your bed that night and you tossed and turned? That was the things of God praying for you. Trying to pray conviction down on you and I responded to that prayers. You remember that? How I said, son, don't do it this time. You've done it enough. You presumed on my mercy long enough. Don't, don't do it this time. I don't care about your passions. I don't care about your temptation. Don't do, don't do it this time. Don't, don't do it this time. Leave it alone this time. Don't do it. Don't say it. Don't do it this time. Now, if you don't, if, even if you lost the fear of God, you better try to get something somewhere. Don't do it this time. And you decided that you're going to do it anyway. And after your pageant satisfied, say, God forgive me. You remember you said you, you already planned and connived how you're going to get up on God, but you're gonna, I'm going to do it anyway. Say, God forgive me. You remember that? Brother, you get this. Once God passes sentence on you, it cannot be abrogated. It cannot be changed. It cannot be reversed. It's irreversible. Once God passes sentence on you, there is no other appeal. I might pass sentence on you and you can appeal to God. 
appeal to the church in general and have a church trial. And the church might decide that you're right and I'm wrong. Irrespective. But brother, once God passes on you, once God says depart, there is no appeal. There is nobody that had the key to mercy's door. Once God says that's it, he throws the key away to mercy's door. And thank God he threw it away, he can't find it. As a tree falls, so shall it lie. So shall it lie. All right. That's why the word of God says we ought to give the most earnest heed to the things that we hear. Let at any time we'll let them slip. When we look back from eternity we'll be able to see the brevity of life. God help us. When you see the little speck of time that you existed here in comparison to long eternity, you'll see just how brief life was. See, the devil would shield your eyes and make you feel you're just going to be here endlessly. Even though you see yourself deteriorating, you see your face wrinkling and your hair graying and your eyes sinking back in their sockets, but that's not significant. You still have no sense of the fact that you're inching off in eternity. Everybody feels they got a long time left. Everybody feels they got ample time left. Everybody, I don't care how old they are. I've talked to children 12 years old, they say, I'm, I'm not ready yet. I've talked to men 70 years old, they say, I'm not ready yet. Everybody feels like a long time. Everybody thinks everybody else is mortal except themselves for the most part. But once you get off into eternity, this little speck of time that you're living, by comparison, you see it as nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, the Bible in so many instances in God's attempt to show us the brevity of life he said life is like a passing post. You've been in a car and you look out and see a post everybody like that. He said life is like a weaver's shovel. And Moses said in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 by faith, 23 rather, Moses when he was born was here three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pledge of sin for a season. God help us tonight. Oh, may God help you to see. I don't care how ecstatic, how exhilarating a thrill might be. It's going to last at the most for a moment. You think of the greatest thrill you've ever enjoyed. The greatest sensation you've ever witnessed. It's over now. It's gone. I don't care how long you dreamed about it. I don't care how much it sent you. I don't care how much it affected you. It's over now. It lasted but a moment at the most. And if you have any more in the future, they're going to last only a moment. Brother, we have had a book, Voices from Eternity. How that many people who were rolling in wealth had everything their lives longed for. More suits and shoes that they could ever wear. All the different kinds of food they could dream of. All kinds of cars and carriages and houses with 1,500 rooms. Amen. Brother, many have been heard to say I'd give all that I have for just another hour of time. They had looked off into eternity. 
and they saw that life is all behind them. What they spent that time and that effort for is all gone now. The Bible said when Moses became of age, he would rather, he preferred to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy sin for a season. When you get in eternity, you're going to see how brief that little enjoyment that you sold your soul for. Brother, I think I've been saved for now about 35 years. And it seemed like nothing. My sister and I was riding down the streets of Detroit day before yesterday. And I was looking at some of the old buildings. I said, you know, sister, it was 40 years ago the first time I drove down these streets. When I was a young fellow running up and down swimming pools and trying to find places, just looking up and down at the Penobscot building. Had never seen a tall building like that before in my life. And I said, that seemed like such a short while ago. 40 years, 40 years. When children talk about 40 years, that seemed like an eternity. But 40 years ago, 40 years ago. Do you hear? I don't expect to live 40 more years. And that was just a little while. How brief life is. Suppose I'd done everything I dreamed of in those 40 years. It's all over now. God help us! You mean that you're going to sell your soul for something that's going to be over after a while? Tell you what. Something you might just bullet. Well, I'll take my chances. Or I'll take my rap for now. All that kind of, but it's dipping in hell. Ain't going to be no bullets in hell. You can't toughen yourself against hell. God's going to see to that. Or something is, well, I'll just do my time. Maybe you will do your time. But brother, it won't be no time in hell. It's going to be an eternity. You better get it, praise our God. When the devil tell you this, go on doing that, God is give you, and amen, you can't stand it no longer. As I often tell you, thank God, if you go to hell, you're going to say, I just can't stand it, but you'll have to stand it. You can say, I, don't, I just can't take it another day, but you're going to take it another eternity. You'll see how brief life is. Amen. Selling out so for a few more drinks of liquor. A few more puffs on a cigarette. A few more sex thrills. Amen. You can wish you suffered it out. You can wish you'd let your passions burn. God, I'm so glad, praying about God, that God gave me a sense of value. Amen. I'm so glad I've resisted long enough to see the benefits of suffering out with God. Brother, I'm going to tell you something. When you look at eternity, they can let pretty women mad pass by your bed. And you'll be unimpressed. Thank God they can cover your bed. They may make you a sheet of $1,000 bills. That won't impress you at all. I understand in New York City, my brother was telling me in 19, I believe about 67. Or 57 maybe it was. When Chrysler's daughter was being eaten up with cancer. And how that they would send down those fire stores to bring a rack of dresses. $500, dress. just bring a rack of dresses and just buy them and let her pick out any dress she wants to. But brother, when you look off in eternity, I don't care if you got a million dollar dress, that won't help you any. That won't impress you. The things that you just can't help now, you just got to have now, it won't impress you at all. When you look off in eternity, all those things you just define the gospel, define God, define all righteousness, they won't impress you at all yet. I guarantee you. I can't even thank God. You do this. Get out of my face. Get, get, get away. Get it out of my face. Get it out of my face. Don't give it to me. Oh, you'll give your soul for it now. You'll sell out for it now. Amen. You think you can't do without it now. Oh, my God. Wait till we look back from eternity. Lord, I didn't have to have that. Lord, I could have done without that. Lord, I could have held out. Lord, I could have got victory. Give me one more chance. I get victory. Give me one more altar call. Let me go to the prayer room one more time. I'll break through. I'll get sanctified. I'll crucify the old man. I'll get a testimony. I'll get it to you, Lord. When you look back to eternity, brother, that's why I'm striving so hard now. I wrote a little note a few moments ago. I thought came to me. Listen to what it says. I want to live just as I want to see myself from eternity. 
Please pray with me. When I look back from long eternity and look how I spent my time. Brother, you know how I want to see myself on my knees all the time? Standing before God in the Word? Humbling myself, amen, under difficult situations, resisting the flesh, keeping my appetites right, my passion right, my prayer life right. When I look back at myself, I want to see myself keep my mouth closed when I order. That's where I want to look back at myself. When I look back over my life, I don't want to see any regrettable moments. I don't want to see myself walking out of the house slamming my door in my wife's face. I don't want to see myself with my buddy praying our God, discussing the saints of God negatively. I don't want to see myself like that. I don't want to see myself differently, amen, than the saints see me. Do you hear? Amen. I want to see myself fighting it out. I want to see myself involved in things that pertain to the Spirit of God. I don't want to see myself just wasting my time lolling up down the street, out of the mall, just messing around, spending money on this and all that kind of foolishness. I'm, I want to think about that now. I don't want to wait till I get in hell somewhere and say, Lord, I wish I had spent my time wisely. I wish I stayed on my knees like I preached and like I told the saints. You know, the wish I had to listen to the message, Lord. I wish I had pulled away from my buddies and got before God and went on God sanctified. I sure wish I had us. I wish I'd given myself the prayer because when you look back over your life and see yourself ripping and running and half praying and half reading, Lord, is that me? Lord, did I actually live like that? Without that light, without that nonchalant, without amen, Lord, if I spend all my time and put you play, you make you play second fiddle in my life. Lord, did I actually put you way back there and put the things of this life way out front? Did I actually do that? That's you. You're going to see your life just as you lived it. You're going to see every time you wrinkle your face, every time you grit your teeth, you're going to look at it. Every expression, you're going to see it clear. I want my expressions, when I look back at my expressions, I want to see them a certain way. When I'm under pressure, when I'm being assailed, when I'm being misunderstood, I want to be sweet. But I, I got to live like that. If I'm going to look back on it and see it that way, I got to live like that now. See, people want to look back at a perfect saint. Oh, when you get out of eternity, uh, at, before the judgment bar of God, and God lets you look back at your life, all oh, you're going to want to see a prayer warrior. Oh, you want to see time on your knees calling on God and breaking through and not letting your mind get dull, not letting your fire get dim. That's, that's the kind of thing you're going to want to see. You're going to want to see somebody who's in the services, promoting the services, praying and fervor, not lolling around out the hall outside somewhere when the service is going on. That's not what you're going to want to see. Somebody act like if you don't care whether they succeed or fail. You don't want to see that. You're not going to want to see that. You're going to want to see somebody who's kind and long-suffering and forbearing. That's all right. I understand, honey. I know you didn't mean any harm. That's the way you're going to want to see yourself. Forbearing. You're not going to see yourself going home talking about it. That I know. You're going to want to see something different in most instances than you're living. But you're not. You're going to see it just as you live it. Exactly. You're going to see exactly as you live it. That's where you're going to see it. That's the way you're going to see it. So I'm going to tell you, if you had to start over from the night, the Lord erased my whole path and let me start off a life like I want to see it in the judgment. Right. It'd be better to do that than to mess around and take a chance on the old raggedy life. You hear me? Now you can pat yourself on the back because you think you're doing better than other people that want you. Right. But even if you are, that might not be what you want to see in the judgment. Right. You understand? When you get up before God, you're not going to want to see yourself with your eyes following some lady down the street and sister down the aisle. You're not going to look at that. Lord, Lord, look at Look at Lord, right me, that's you. That's your, your name, John. That's you. Yes, you will do. You're going to see your eyes. That's exactly what you're going to see. See, right now, if I catch you, you look off that quick. No. But you used to see that too. 
What about blessing? All right. I think you're going to see. I want to live now. That's all right. I want to live now just like I want to see myself when I look back on my life. That's exactly how I live now, brother. I thought about that thing this evening. I said, Lord, even if I have to get out and repent and ask you to erase my whole past, I don't care. I don't want any blemishes on my records. I don't want to look back over and think I got to turn my head off when God showed it to me. Lord, was that me? Lord, did I actually waste that much time? Did I actually spend that little time in prayer? Lord, was I that nonchalant about my devotion? Was I actually that way? Did I actually, Lord, put the word almost out of my life? Did I treat you in such a casual way, Lord? Do you mean that I actually didn't spend any more time than that in things that pertain to the Spirit, Lord, and all that time to do what I want to do and working and making money and going here and there and all that? Did I actually live like that? All of the preaching that I heard, all of the coercion. Get one, you hear me tonight. You hear me tonight. It's not too often that I get an evangelistic message. Because I'm preaching so hard on the church most of the time. But I felt impressed to preach this message tonight. You are going to look back from eternity and you're going to see your life just exactly like you lived it. Exactly. See, when I preach now and started getting close, you begin to close your mind out so you want to think about how you lived in many cases. Because if you think about it, then you've got to go to the altar the prayer room probably do something. Or just say, I don't care. Whatever. You understand me? But they want out by the living grace of God. And I'm asking God to help me. If I haven't, certainly from this moment, I want to, since God brought it to my mind, I want to live my life just exactly as I want to see myself. I often think that when I get into eternity, God showed me my life and, and I can see how I prayed and fasted and, and, and fought it out before God and how I fought to strive to keep a little fire in my soul and keep my fire burning. I want to see that. I want to see, that's all I want to see. So if I, that's all I want to see, then that's all I can live. You'll see it like you live the sun. You're going to see just what you produced. You know, I got some friends with cameras and whatnot, and many times they have caught me in situations, you know, maybe, uh, Shaking hand with somebody with false teeth or something, they after a while they get to show it to me. And I forgot maybe I even spoke to those people. Or, or they get me in a situation where I'm making some expression on my face or preaching and all this, you know, whatnot. And they show it to me, get it on a great big screen and show it to me. I said, When was that? And I look and they just laugh, they show me my picture, maybe I was going forth or this, that, or the other. And I might have forgotten that I ever involved myself or engaged myself or I didn't even know I looked like that when I was preaching or nothing else I did. And I said, I said, my. Well, they were, you know what, in the judgment, I'm going to see my every act. It's not going to miss a single shot. It's not going to be an excerpt from this or that incident, but every act that I perform, I'm going to see it. Just as I did it, son. You understand? There aren't many people who would not be absolutely embarrassed if we would have to play, run, a rerun of their last month's activity. Say we're going to have a different kind of service tonight. We're going to show some film. We have a 24-hour activity of several of the saints. All they did in the last 168 hours or in the last 30 days and we're going to show it on the screen. And some of you will tell you, Brother Hampton, I've never known before you show it. <laughs> Don't run mine tonight, please. <laughs> please. Oh, my God. James. I said we're going to see the brevity of life. In James chapter 4, verse 13, what does it say? Life is what? All right, read it for me. 
Whereas ye know not what shall be on tomorrow. What is your life? Lord, have mercy. Did you ever have a tea kettle and you see the little steam come up and before it reaches the top of the room, it has evaporated? James said, that's all your life is in comparison to eternity. Just a vapor. And don't you know, dear one, we should not invest all that people are investing in something that is so brief. Don't you sense that? God help us. All right, we're going on to a conclusion here pretty soon. You're going to say, you know what you're going to say, Lord? It wasn't worth it. It just to get even with somebody, just to vindicate myself, or just to satisfy my passion. Lord, it wasn't worth it. You know it's not worth it then, but I'm trying to tell you now, it's not worth it. You understand? It's not worth it. A few extra dollars is not worth it. A few extra thrills is not worth it. To exercise your pride and get the ooze and of the people is not worth it. To perpetuate some hot gossip is not worth it. Lose your soul for eternity. God have mercy upon us. Brother, I appreciate compliments and all this kind of thing, and perhaps we all do. But brother, that's not what's going to help me. I often think about my funeral, maybe you know, a lot of people and maybe many of you also, let me have a few remarks at Brother Hampton's funeral and, and maybe a lot of my minister friends will be saying a lot of good things about me, but that, that, that's not what I want, brother. That's not what I'm after. I'm after something way beyond my minister friend and the saints said, oh, he was a good man, he was a good preacher. I want something more than that. You can say all that and I can be in hell somewhere. You understand me? Even you can fix my body all up and make me a good looking car and I can be in torment. That's not what I'm after. Praise the God. I'm after a life that I can look back over and not be ashamed when God showed it to me. I want a life that I won't be embarrassed when I look at my secret moments. When God puts his x-ray down in my mind. All right? I said you'll see life just exactly as you lived it. That's why we preach holiness so hard, they want. A lot of people think they can do everything they want to do and say, God, forgive me. That's all right, they want. But that's not what you want. You're going to see all those things again. You're going to see life just exactly as you lived it. And I'm going to prove it to you. And you're going to be shocked and surprised at some of the things you're going to see. In Matthew chapter 25... Verse 44. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, let me back up a verse. 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed. And the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I wasn't hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer unto him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered? Ah, uh, a thirst. Ah, uh, a stranger. A naked, a sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee. In life, you can see what you want to see and refuse to see what you want to refuse to see. But God said, when you saw or neglected to do it to the least of these little ones, that was me. Lord, you mean to tell me I was that negligent? You mean to tell me I was so concerned about my own affairs that I didn't minister to the sick and to the imprisonment to the needy and you mean to tell me I didn't have time for that Lord I was so involved in my own affairs of trying to make a success or make a go of my own concerns that I actually neglected that so you sure did 
It won't be no long argument because right after he said depart. But Lord, depart. The argument is over. Thank God the decision has been rendered. Depart. Then eternity. Then eternity. The one, you're going to look back from eternity. Now you're looking forward and you can kind of harden yourself. Now you can kind of throw it out of your mind if you don't want to think about it. But then you have a long time to think about it. Paul said, examine yourselves. Paul said, look yourself over real closely. Because you want to look at it again. Paul said, see if you see what you want to see because you're going to see it like it is. One of these days. Paul said, don't, take, don't just say I'm all right and just forget it. Say, look, look yourself over, Paul said. Paul said, don't, don't just take it for granted. says, examine yourself with a fine-tooth comb. And see if you see yourself like you want to see it when you look back from eternity. And if you, indeed you don't, children. Now you can do something about it. That's the blessed part, but then you can't. Sometimes I get thirsty, give me a cold drink of water. I say, Lord, I thank you that I'm not in hell. And when I was in hell, my thirst would be raging and I could never have another drop of water. I, I thank you. Now, if you're wrong, now if there are things you would not want to see yourself, now if you wouldn't want to see yourself in a certain fashion, you can change it. Now you can be just as you wish to see yourself there. You can give yourself to prayer, and give yourself to staying in, and give yourself to just even uh, living enough to survive and going to give the rest of God. You can do that now. If you want to be able to, if you want to see yourself on your knees and calling out to God, you can get like that now. But when you look back, and find out how far you were from that. You can't correct it then. You can now. You can now. God help us. You ought to be thanking God. You can now. Brother, you can have, amen, some people have masses and all this trying to uh, uh, call people back and trying to get their sins forgiven after they're dead and get them straightened out after they're dead and gone, brother. But once you draw your latest breath, you're done. But you have, this, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity. You can straighten it out now. Shall we stand? Shall we stand? Shall we stand? Get it, Cliff. Just like you want to look back on it, saints. Get it just like you want to look back on it. God help us. Don't enjoy the flesh for a season at the expense of your never dying soul. Don't let eternity dawn on you. I wish I had. Wish I'd measured up. I wish I'd gotten out of bed with God. I wish I'd cleared up a few things. I wish I had. What a fool it ever made of me. Now, the things that I've sold my soul for don't mean a thing. But I've got to pay the awful cost. I've got to pay the awful cost. God help us. God bless us. Do you want get, listen to Brother Hampton tonight. Get your life just as you want to see it when you look back from eternity. The one most people know that once they cross the line of time, what they are doing is not what they want to see. Come on. But some people are deceived enough to think that, it, 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 that I don't mind it, but I tell you what they want. That's why Paul's examining yourself so you'll know what you're saying and know what you're talking about and know that you mean that. Brother, we should even be careful about our facial expressions. Come on. Why? Because when we look back from eternity, we're not going to want to see a lot of frowns and even the tone of our voice. We want to hear some pleasant tones. I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. Now, you, you might take it for granted now, brother, but there won't be no bullying in eternity. There won't be no brushing things up aside in eternity. There won't be no turning deaf ear to the preacher in eternity. Children, you're going to look back from it. It might be simple now because you're still breathing. It might not be too effective now because you can flounce around. But you're going to look back to me telling you. You watch what I tell you. It's going to be different. It's going to be a lot different. Amen. You can switch around now and, amen, and, 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 and put it, set it out all of God's counts and all of my counts and everything. You can do that now. But oh my God, when you look back to me telling you and crying and say, what a fool I was. How silly I was. 
I said it knows the counsel of God and the counsel of the ministry. I assessed my own life instead of letting God judge me. Instead of letting God search me, I searched myself and overlook what I wanted to overlook. I, pray, I placed a price tag on my own experience. I didn't let God evaluate me. Looking back from eternity, God have a mercy. God have mercy. Dear one, if you don't see what you would like to see, set it in order tonight, will you? Even as you sat, even as we preached, no doubt you were looking back. No doubt you were pondering your life. And perhaps God showed you something that didn't look too good to you. But sometimes we can so hard on ourselves that even in a service like this, we can just overlook it. We can just go and overlook it. Some people are so hard on themselves now that they can hardly be convicted anymore. Oh Lord, 